for freedom every day. They're learning at a young age. They're being taught the socialists control the ones that are blaming Republicans for being Nazis, for being fascists, the ones that are promoting some type of cancel culture, the ones that are promoting some type of agenda of uh, shadow banning. Realize at a young age that, hey, sure, you can have your freedom of speech, but we can block your funding. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into the program. It is another great weekend of the Voice of Reason's weekend edition as we broadcast from coast to coast, broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here at the Hoosier Media Network Studios. And it's so wonderful to have you along for the ride today. And boy, do we have a lineup for you. There's so much to talk about, so much going on, not just in the political realm, but it is our week in review of our Woke Week in Review. Oh, yes. Yeah, wokeness is back in the action. So we'll have a lot to discuss about that coming up today. Bottom of the hour, we have a brand new guest on the show, Teresa Mull. She is the author of the book, Woke Proof Your Life. Say what? Yeah, we'll talk with her about how we can support businesses that are non-woke. We can try and keep the family values. We can keep the nuclear, as George Bush would say, the nuclear, (laughs) the nuclear family. We would have the nuclear family uh, nice and strong, and we continue to battle against the progressive left-wing movement of the day. So we'll talk with her. At the bottom of this hour, hour number two, we have a guest that I am really excited about. He's one of my favorites that we have on this show. Another true journalist, someone who actually knows investigative research and knows how to actually break down issues very well. Selwyn Duke, he's a contributor to The New American. We'll talk about Joe Manchin and the potential of third-party candidates. Say what? So we have a lot to get to. And, of course, we have a debate next week. We have everything that's going on this week. I don't know how we can just contain ourselves on a two-hour program, but we'll do our darndest because have no fear. The Voice of Reason is here. Uh, Speaking of the wokeness, I have come to a conclusion. The light bulb clicked on earlier this week. I was pondering Barbie, which I don't know if you saw the headlines that Barbie had officially hit the the box office numbers as record for Warner Brothers, topping The Dark Knight. Now, if anybody remembers The Dark Knight, it was an amazing movie. Unfortunately, it was the last movie of Heath Ledger before he passed away from an overdose, opioids. Was that correct? Is that how that happened? Uh, But it was one of his best depictions of really anybody's depiction of the Joker. Phenomenal production. And the the purpose, the, the movement, the message of that movie was quite amazing. And while progressives praised the movie, they didn't quite understand the deeper meaning of what The Dark Knight was really about. And Barbie, unfortunately, has now taken that over at like, what, 500 and some odd million dollars, 560, 570 million dollars. But a light bulb clicked on as I saw that headline and I was thinking about all of these woke movies that are happening right now and all the new ones that are being made, which I got to be honest, I have zero excitement to go to the movie theater and watch anything that's coming out. As of recent, we did go and watch the Barbie movie, not knowing that it was more of an uh, feminist, anti-man-hating, whatever organization that was promoting this, and it was more for the teen bopper and the adult, which doesn't make any sense to me because, well, Barbies are played for with little girls, and we have a little girl, and she was dying to go see the Barbie movie, so they didn't quite hit the demographic that they were going for, or maybe they did. Either way, that movie, which is a god-awful movie, Tops, one of the greatest movies that was made in at least a very long time, if not ever, which was The Dark Knight, the Batman movie with Christian Bale, where he likes to talk like this. And of course, The Joker, which was phenomenal from Heath Ledger. As I see this, then we see the headline from Billy Bush that made the announcement this week that he's willing to buy back Anheuser-Busch that he had sold to the German company a few years ago. 
and he wants to buy it back, seeing the devastation that they've done to Bud Light with the Dylan Mulvaney um, delusion and stocks for Bud Light going down near 20% since that event happening. Then we see the production of the upcoming Snow White movie that's set to be released in anywhere between March to May of next year and all of these shenanigans that have happened in the production of this movie. And a light bulb clicked on as I started watching all of this. And maybe it was evident to some, maybe it was common sense to some, and it takes me a little bit longer. I know, I'm a little slow at times, it's okay. But it made me realize that all of the wokeness that we're seeing, especially in entertainment with the Barbie movie, with the Snow White movie, is that they're going after the nuclear family. And not just the nuclear family, because like, well, duh, Andy. But they're taking it a little bit deeper. As you know, on this program, we like to unveil the layer of the onion just a little bit deeper and have that uh, deeper conversation. What is one thing, and I don't want to get all mushy here because we are the manly alpha males here on this program, but what is the one thing that kind of bonds everybody together? Is some form of emotion. Love, for example, which again, guys, don't get uncomfortable. Totally love you, bro. I get it. We don't like to talk about it. We're manly men. We don't talk about our emotions. However, that being said, what's one thing that binds society together? Is emotion. Is love, for example. Love for your family your significant other, your child, your family friends, your uh, neighbor that you've known for a very long time, the love for your community, the love for your town, the love for your nation, nationalism at its best, baby, waving the American flag, crying your eyes out when you hear the national anthem, and bawling your eyes out when Jack Bauer dies or pretends to die because he can never die. (laughs) But there's an, an emotional connection, and that's what binds everything together is strong emotion is love, is commitment, is dedication, is perseverance, is whatever. And that's exactly what they're trying to get rid of. It's not just the family unit trying to tear apart the mom and the dad, making them work three jobs to not have time to focus on the kid to where they can manipulate the kids in the higher in the public education system with K through 12. That's unfortunately started up again this year. But it's going so much deeper of getting rid of the emotion altogether. What was the movie Barbie about? It was about a lady who had zero interest in the dude where the dude, they uh, portrayed her to act like a complete buffoon and had no clue what was going on and completely chased her around like a long lost puppy. Now, if anybody knows about chasing someone around like a long lost puppy, it's this guy because I ended up chasing my wife around for a couple of years in high school because I fell for her. I knew I wanted to be with her and she wouldn't, she wouldn't agree to date me for a couple of years. So I get it. Totally understand. But at the same time, there's a love interest. When you see old movies, war movies, Rocky, you know, Adrian, I did it. It's a love interest. When you see the war movie of the soldier going off to war, the reason that they go through hell and how they come out of that is a love interest. That's the literal theme of every single movie, every single book, every single story that has ever been written was about the love interest or the perseverance of someone because they had something to fight for. And now that's going away, which is the ultimate attack on humanity with this wokeness. No, it's not, Andy. It's about finding yourself. And there's nothing wrong about finding yourself, but there is something wrong about taking away the love interest, taking away the romanticism. Got to be honest. uh, Remember back in the day when guys used to complain about the rom-coms that their wives used to watch? Do they even make rom-coms anymore? Because I don't know about any. My wife doesn't get to watch a whole lot of them, not because I don't let her, but just because there's not a whole lot to go out there. So there's not even the love interest 
in comedy shows any longer, which is a bit of concerning. The actress for the new Snow White movie, uh, what is her name? Rachel Ziegler, is that how you pronounce her name? The new actress play, portraying Snow White did an interview talking about the new movie and how it's a new, newer generation depiction of Snow White on how there's not the love interest between Snow White and the prince where she eats the apple, she falls into the coma, the dwarves think that she's actually dead, and then the, the prince walks up, she's, he slays the bad gal, and then goes and kisses her, and then she wakes up, not just because it's rape culture, which is what the progressives are trying to portray, but because it was true love, Right? It wasn't just some random bum that walked across and like, hey, I'm going to feel her up while I make out with her while she's sleeping. That's not the situation. That's not how they made the movie Snow White. It was true love. There was an emotional connection. Now, they maybe could have done better building up that case for the love interest in the movie because that was the first interaction they really had in Snow White. But at the same time, it was true love. It wasn't the hobo off the side of the street that just felt like kissing her because she was not paying attention. But that's how the progressives portray it. In fact, that's what she said during the latest interview on the red carpet. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, yes. and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> weird. Wow. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> uh, so now- hold on. Let's stop her right there. Weird, weird, super weird, where the guy totally just stalks her. Just the crazy guy was stalking her in the movie, and it's totally evident that the movie was made in the 1930s, 1940s. Totally evident. Now we're going to remodify this. Actually, we're going to remodify it so much that we're not even going to use dwarves in the dwarf movies because that's not woke enough by using minorities of little people or dwarves or whatever they like to be called now. No, no, we're going to get rid of them and use whatever the heck else we want to use as well because, well, by golly, the dwarves are going to be really, they're going to have their little feelings hurt. He took his job! He took his job! (laughs) We're not using dwarves in the Snow White and Seven Dwarves depiction of the movie any longer. No, no, what we're going to be using is we're going to be using, I don't know what, wokeness to some level, but now we're not going to show the depiction of a love interest of a stalker who's just stalking Snow White. She's going to be self-evident. She's going to be self-determined. She's going to conquer the world all by herself. And my uh, uh, little sounder didn't want to play, so I guess we won't play that right now, but that's okay. All right, let's try this again. I mean, you know, the the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. (laughs) Um, There is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. (laughs) Weird. 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 So we didn't do that this time. (laughs) So no no prince or a different kind of prince? We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because, like, we cast a guy in the movie, Andrew Burnap. Great dude. Um, It's uh, (laughs) a... One of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. Um, all of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. All of his scenes could be cut. We don't know, but it's not about the love interest, which is really, really cool. This is 2023 now. No longer do we need, apparently, the love interest that binds people together. We're just going to have someone going along with other background characters because, by golly, it's woman and hear me roar and I don't need anybody else. Look, and we're all about women empowerment, the women's rights movement, people being independent. But you as a progressive, 
you should be shaking in your boots with the amount of men. I mean, apparently, I guess a dude could have cast as Snow White in today's times and then just kind of gone off and tried to be the woman because that's the world that we live in. But they're taking away the basic love interest. They're taking away the basic love story. They're taking away the literal purpose of the foundation of every story that has been written since, I don't know, since mankind started. If you read theology books and mythology books, the gods back in the day had love interests, and that's what made them fight wars. Literal wars have been fight, uh, fought over men and women and love interests. And now the one thing that binds humanity together is what they're completely removing away from society. And that to me is a very concerning thought. So while we talk about this, yeah, it's bad. It's evil. It's manipulating the young generation. It's trying to tear apart the family. It's trying to change the mindset and the, and the shakeup of what the society is all about. I get all that. And that's fine. And that is something to be concerned about, but man, it just, it goes deeper. It's so much worse than what we even depicted of what this potentially could be because this woke movement removes every purpose of what we fought for. We would not have Rocky. You're Adrian. We did it. We would not have that with him even wanting to fight until he worked through his mental anguish of the love uh, interest of the fight that he had with his wife or the girlfriend or whatever. If that was even there, then what's even the point to fight? What's the point to even live? What's the point to even have that humanity? Which is what they're trying to do. This goes a lot deeper. It's a wild time. It's the voice reason. It's the weekend edition. We got a lot to talk about here on the program. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Always wonderful to have you along with us. Enough of that mushy feeling stuff here on this program. We're an alpha male. Take a shot of whiskey, smoke a cigar, and feel all better now. <laughs> See? See? that's what... We cut off emotion, but we do it for different reasons. <laughs> it is concerning as they go at a very deeper level and uh, that's what we like to do on the program so it makes you ponder a little bit and for some it may be just common sense yeah well duh andy they're going after just the family unit because remember yeah we can survive on our own it's not ideal it's not what we're meant to do we're genetically created to try and find a partner to find somebody else and to be able to do it and it's not because we're competing against one another it's because we complete one another which is the whole purpose. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's okay. That's a good thing. So guess what? Love interest, guys. Uh, it's weird. Remember back in the day, we had to debate between like Ford or Chevy or Dodge or whatever. Now it's just like, can we just have an American vehicle, please? It's actually made in America. I know that's even an old argument because now most of the American companies are made overseas and the foreign companies are made here in the United States. So now I'm all kinds of confused. I don't know what to think any longer, but uh, we have to change our thinking and realize, hey, wait a second, what they're going after here is very strange. They're making guys look dumb and then saying that we don't need any type of love interest in any way, shape, or form. Away from that, just looking at the woke movement altogether by itself, I don't know if you've seen, according to Fox News, we're now seeing the wokeness bleed into the workforce. Andy, what do you mean? California mother claims that she lost her job because she spoke out. Now, okay, I want to preface this. 
If you remember last week on the program, we talked about the California Board of Education where they were fighting some of the sexualized books that were being taught in the classroom. And Governor Gavin Newsom said, yeah, you're a bunch of radical political activists, and therefore we're going to ram through the curriculum without your input. So sorry, local school board, you can't have a say. And oh, by the way, if you do speak out against a radical school board as a parent, you could get up to a $500,000 fine and up to a year in jail. Now, remember that going into this story. Story from Fox News. California mother says that she has now lost her job after speaking out to a board of education on the sexualized ideology that's in school and saying that it's, quote, absolutely devastating. According to Fox News, Janet Robertson uh, Robertson, at the Benicia Unified School District, or BUSD, meeting back on April 20th, where she expressed her concern about the district's sexual education curriculum that she said taught, quote, gender confusion, not gender clarification, and said that her 10-year-old students could choose their own gender and receive puberty blockers from the school. As they're teaching, quote, vulnerable children that lifetime dependence on medical care is a viable option and completely unacceptable and evil. Quote, children are being asked to identify their pronouns, and this is now part of the 10-year-old curriculum. The force, this forces a gender decision beyond the scope of the state requirements and complicates an already overburdened classroom environment. We are alarmed that gender identity is now being discussed in a math classes. This takes time from core learning and does not benefit the students who are, are, who are in our community, teaching kids that there isn't standard or truth and that you can believe anything that you want to believe is not scientifically ad. Hold on. There we go. Uh, this takes time from the core learning, does not benefit the students who are in the community. Teaching kids that, uh, that there isn't uh, standard or truth that you can believe anything that you want to believe is not scientifically accurate or medically correct. For example, the notion that a girl can decide to be a boy or a boy can decide to be a girl is not true and should not be taught. Kind of a common sense statement to make at a Board of Education meeting. Why we even have to have that conversation at a Board of Education meeting blows my mind. She's probably in jail with a five uh, with a $1,000 fine now because she probably triggered many of these school board members. But instead, apparently members of the board or other parents uh, were upset and wrote a letter to her job saying, uh, making the comments of what she had said about her being bigoted and homophobic and so on and so forth. And her claim now in the latest lawsuit is that she has lost her job because of those statements. Interesting. We'll talk to Teresa all about that and so much more coming up right around the corner on a weekend edition of The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Meets Radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride on our weekend edition, our weekend review here on the Voice of Reason. By the way, for those that are watching on the uh, live video feeds or the audio feed, we're working on some different um, things, trying to get the quality just a little bit better. It seems to be okay on the video feed live, the Facebook live, Opslens, those guys that are brought, which by the way, uh, we have not talked much about them. Opslens, O-P-S-L-E-N-S. You can download their app, go to their website at opslens.com and you can see all their social media. They do stream our video feed every day during our weekday program and during our weekend program here with our syndicated one, which is awesome. We love you guys. They also post our weekly or our monthly blog as they posted as an article on their site as well. 
Highly recommend it. Super awesome. And good news for you, which we just found out as well, that Mrs. Voice of Reason will be now because she writes a weekly article on her page, which you can find on Facebook at facebook.com slash who's your health, H-O-O-S-E-R health. And you can find and follow her on there on uh, different holistic remedies as she's a master herbalist. Uh, what was that? We do have a guest. Hey, all right. We'll get to our guest here in just a moment. Uh, you can go to, again, facebook.com on Who's Your Health, and you can find her weekly article. However, OpsLens will also be now picking up her weekly article on the holistic stuff as she is a master herbalist and excited to have her doing that so you can read all of her stuff, not just on the Facebook page, but also on OpsLens now as well. Hey, I want to tell you about my friends over at Americans for Prosperity. Americans been uh, America, as you know, has been held hostage for the past few years under the Biden administration. We're seeing 15 to 20% inflation rates alone, just everything that you go and buy outside on the, at the store, near 30% inflation on food. You can see where gas is at right now as well, and it's not getting any better. Right now it's getting harder and harder just to buy the essentials. It's time now, unlike any other time, to unleash economic progress across the nation. That's why Americans for Prosperity have launched their new massive nationwide campaign for the summer calling out Bidenomics for what it actually is, which is failed economic policy. The real fact checkers are here, and it's time to let the people know what's really going on. Be part of the Bidenomics is broken campaign by letting everyone know the truth about the economy, whether it's helping out with door knocking in your area, making phone calls, financially supporting the organization, or just talking to your family and friends and neighbors. It's time we bring some truth, reason, and common sense back into the economy. That's what we're doing with Americans for Prosperity, as they are the largest grassroots organization with chapters in every single state and over 4 million advocates nationwide. For more information on how you can help this nationwide campaign to bring truth or just to take information to your friends and neighbors and spread it around your local community, you can find all the information online at americansforprosperity.org. Again, americansforprosperity.org. You can also find them and follow them on their social media at AFPHQ. That's at the handle AFPHQ. Help reignite the American dream by calling out the failed Biden economic policies with Americans for Prosperity. All right, I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right to our guest with our latest in what's trending. What's trending today? As I am happy to have on the program, we've uh, set it up this first half hour talking about the woke businesses right now with uh, Barbie and Snow White and the Bud Light thing and Kohl's and with Target, with all that's going on. How can we stop it? How can we preserve our way of life? How can we preserve our foundational beliefs? How can we preserve what we're all about with this nation? Happy to have on the program. She is author of the book, Woke Proof Your Life, which you can find on Amazon and other places as well. It's Teresa Mole on the line with us. Teresa, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on very much. I don't think we've ever seen the economy, society, humanity as bad as we see it right now. In fact, uh, for some reason, we're almost seeing now a segregated economy. We talk about concerns of a civil war that we've seen back in like the 1800s with a segregated racial society. But now almost we're seeing a segregated economic society today, aren't we? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like you mentioned, you know, the backlash we've seen against Bud Light, against Target, um, the radical things they were doing, trying to do at Dodger Stadium a, a few weeks ago. I think that the 
the right-thinking people, traditional-minded Americans, are still um, outnumbering those radical um, woke, the, the radical woke people in the world, though. So I think the numbers are on our side. And I think um, if we continue to push back and boycott and speak our minds and, and stand up for what we believe in, that we will ultimately be victorious um, because we've seen, you know, of course, Bud Light's stocks just plummet. The, they're practically mm-hmm. giving away the beer. Um, so if we keep up this fight, they, they can't ignore the message that traditional Americans are sending. Um, you know, it's all about their bottom line at the end of the day. So we, uh, we definitely yeah. uh, we, we can be effective and we are. Yeah. Uh, we are being effective, yeah, and, and it's slow moving though, isn't it? I mean, right now we are seeing Bud Light stock drop near like twenty percent, whatever it is. But Anheuser Busch, as a whole, hasn't felt quite as bad of a pinch, and even one of theirs that they still invest in, which is Modelo, has taken that rank to that number one slot. Uh, so when we boycott Bud Light, is it really working, or uh, do we need to go further with this and really saying to the entire company of, hey? We don't want any of your products going down this road. We don't want any of your products actually making this type of political statement or going down the quote-unquote woke path. And all we want is for you to sell a product and for us to enjoy the product, period, end of story. Yes, I have a big list in my book about uh, of woke companies and woke corporations, and it can be pretty intimidating and overwhelming whenever you look at them because places, corporations like Anheuser-Busch are big umbrellas, of course, and they, they produce many of the products that we as Americans have adopted and, and grown to love and embrace and use in our everyday life. It's so much a part of our culture. Um, so, yeah, it, it can be challenging kind of like playing political whack-a-mole with all of these different companies. You're like, oh, I can't buy that. I can't buy this. I can't buy that. It can, it can get a little um, um, intimidating. But I assure people that it is possible to avoid woke corporations. Um, I have a list also of neutral and non-woke companies to uh, patronize. There's also, um, I'm sure you've, you're familiar with the Public Square app, which just went public on the stock market. It's been growing by leaps and bounds. And that helps people find non-woke companies and, and like-minded um, corporations who are either non-woke or, or neutral. So um, alternatively, you can you can be a little creative. I have some tips for that in the book as well. You know, how to become a little more self-sufficient, do things yourself, maybe learn a craft or a skill, repurpose something, go thrifting, antiquing, all that sort of stuff. Um, where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, I think I think now is the time that we really need to, to stand up before it's too late. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Teresa Mole, author of the book Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life. Teresa, in your opinion, with so many businesses doing this, and we've listed some of them, obviously, with Disney. We just talked about the Barbie movie and the Snow White movie coming out. We have Target. We have Kohl's. We have Bud Light. We have so many of these that have unfortunately gone down this road where they've forgotten what their consumers actually want. Uh, The question is... uh, have they really forgotten? And how much does ESG fall into this? Where many, many uh, maybe some of the businesses don't want to go down this road, but are being forced to in order to just survive and remain as a business with the financial institutions, with the government hovering down their neck and telling them this is the way they have to go, or else they may not be a business much longer. Right. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. Certainly, I think though some of the a lot of these businesses thought that this is what people wanted because they're living in their ivory towers. They're not really, you know, hanging out with the people who actually drink Bud Light. Um, They're not in touch with their consumers. I think also they were um, under the 
the impression that many more Americans are, quote unquote, woke than really are. Um, I think they they think that if they keep pushing this narrative, that people will just naturally adopt it and go along with it. Um, So I think they're going to be pretty shocked and they have been pretty shocked by the reaction that so many Americans have had. Um, And I think as as I said, you know, it, it is about their bottom line. I don't think they're really principled. I think most of what all, all these movements are about is really just virtue signaling, making themselves look good to people. Um, but as they realize that that this isn't a good look to people, people don't want this stuff. Everybody's burned out, even people who tend to be more socially liberal about this stuff. Um, we're just at a point where we're just sick and tired of politics uh, being everywhere, you know, even on something as innocent as just drinking a, a beer. Um, so, yeah, I think I think some of it is just trying to get this funding from the ESG stuff. But as um, as the people who are actually buying this stuff push back against it, I think that it'll work its way up. Um, at least that's the goal, you know. Yeah, that's the goal, at least. You're absolutely right. In a free market, laissez-faire capitalist society, the beauty of capitalism is that when there is a void in the market and people don't want to support, let's say, a product or a business or an industry in some way, shape, or form, that when there's a demand somewhere else, we always rise to that challenge and someone always comes up with a new product in order to fill that void. Do you think the conservatives are doing a good job right now at filling that void to replace and give those options? I mean, I think we've started to in like the social media industry where now we have, you know, Truth Social from Trump. We have Getter. We have Rumble to compete with YouTube. We've started these other ones and they're slowly gaining traction. But do you think in some of these other industries that we've actually been able to come up with good alternatives for us to be able to support? I do think so. I think there are several um, companies emerging that are offering high-quality alternatives. I think, um, as as I mentioned, the Public Square app, it has it's booming in popularity, and it did just go public on the stock market. And I read an interview with one of its co-creators, co-founders, who said, we can't just have, like, basically a crappy conservative alternative, you know, just, like, throw an American flag on it, and it's just, you know, something nobody wants to buy. We have to actually create um, products that are high quality and are competitive with these products and services that have been around for generations and are now um, going woke or have gone woke. Um, another company that I would point to is, uh, it's called New Founding, and it is basically taking ESG and and giving a conservative alternative where it, it's helping fund startup companies and conservative companies oh. that want to. Yeah. So that's the other arm of this is, is getting that funding, not just, um, you know, creating a couple conservative products, but yes, yeah. I think it's possible and it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's possible. Yeah. Stay on the line if you can. We got one more segment and uh, I want to continue this conversation on what we can do on the home front to try and help with our children as well as we move through this. This is Teresa Moll. It is Woke Proof Your Life. We got lots more to get to here to wrap up our number one of our weekend edition of The Voice Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Last couple of minutes here of the program for at least hour number one. Oh, do we have so much more to talk about in hour number two, but I'm enjoying this conversation. How do we push back against this crazy woke mob mentality? I don't know that other nations are going through the same shenanigans that we are here in the United States, but I keep saying it's a first world country. We apparently have nothing else to fight for, and we have to just make up crap because we're bored. And we've lost all purpose in life or something. I don't know. Uh, Again, being a millennial myself, I apologize for my generation as we continue to screw things up left and right. Right now, we're hanging out with Teresa Moll. She is author of the book, Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life. Teresa, but right before you came on the program, we had read a story from Fox of a mother who was speaking at a California Board of Education meeting concerned about the sexual content that was in the curriculum for her 10-year-old student where they were talking about needing to name their pronouns for themselves and how that's unnecessary for a math class in in school for a 10-year-old. And apparently, according to her, after the meeting, members of the board and other parents that were at the meeting were so upset that she would be against this stuff they wrote a letter to her job where she ended up losing her job because of this stance and the statements that she made at a public school board of education meeting, which is very strange. We'll have to follow it and see if that's uh, how accurate it is and what the latest is on that lawsuit. But as you, as we talk about trying to woke proof your life to a degree, how, what are some tips? What can we do, not just business-wise, but on the home front to protect our children, to properly educate our children, and to have a conversation around the dinner table with our children about what's going on in the world, because I don't think we've ever been at this level of crazy before, have we? I don't think so, and that's uh, that was a big reason for my wanting to write this book, is because it just seems so chaotic and divided and kind of an angry world out there, and certainly not the one that I grew up in, um, or even the, the world we had just, I would say, like three years ago before COVID, we weren't arguing about pronouns or what a woman is or any of that stuff. So, yeah, advice for children, I mean, for that woman, I, I don't know if I could live in California if I had kids, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> not send them to a public school. I know not everybody has has great options whenever it comes to education, but I would urge parents to to think about um, you know the reason that these children were given to them by God and and they're given to them to take care of and to form their souls. So whenever you think of that as your priority in life and your number one job, it's really hard to justify sending your kid to a public school. Not all of them are as terrible as the one you just described, I'm sure, but um, you know parents really need to be involved in everything their child is seeing and hearing as much as they can. Um, I urge parents to look for educational choice options. Um, Some states have really come a long way um, in offering education choice and to demand that of your legislators. Um, You know, places that have it are the parents and families are much happier. Um, I have a few different options in the book for parents. Um, I, I talked to parents who homeschool their children and how they went about doing that and, and kind of inspiring stories to, to show people who have been there, done that. I talked to a guy who runs charter schools, and he explains what those are all about and why they're a good option. Um, I talked to a family who started their own private school. They didn't see any good options for their children, and it's a ton of work, and, uh, but they felt called to it, and they were able to do that. Um, and then I also talked to a mother who does send her child to a public school. She's conservative. She's very traditional. Um, and she just, she 
she promises us that your children are not doomed, even if they go to a public school, but to remember that you are the primary educator of your child and to keep your children's um, senses engaged in what is true and proper and to to see what they're learning, to do their homework with them, just to safeguard everything that comes into their minds and brains whenever they're so young and vulnerable and to expose them to what is good and true and to have these conversations with them whenever things arise if you need to. Um, I'm all about advocating for keeping kids as innocent and um, away from the poison as long as possible because, you know, we're all going to, they're going to have to face it whenever they grow up, which is not to bury their heads in the sand, but to remember that uh, a child's innocent is, innocence is something precious. So try to try to keep them safe for as long as you can and, and search for those, those school choice options. That's what it's all about, bringing the control of the conversation back to the local level, which is what we need to do again, at bringing it back to the family table, to the dinner table, to have those conversations. And like you said, not to shelter them from it, but to make them aware of it and be able to prepare themselves for when they encounter something crazy like this as well. We're out of time, my friend. It's Teresa Mole, Woke Proof Your Life. Go and check out the book. Highly recommend it. It's time that we start pushing back. Be aware of it and start building up our defense on this. Teresa, thank you so much for coming on the program. I love the conversation. we got to do it again soon. Yes, please. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. All right, we got lots more coming up right around the corner as we go into a brand new week. Presidential debate round number one for the Republicans. Oh, my. We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll have Selwyn Duke at the bottom of next hour as well to talk about third-party options. Lots more coming up here on The Voice Reason. It is the weekend edition. Stay here.